Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. We didn't try Goop Kitchen yet. I just want to come out and say it. I'm desperately trying to figure out how many calories are in the Goop chicken salad or in any of it, but especially the chicken salad. I really do think if you call, or I don't even know if you can call. I think it's all online ordering. I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. Like someone will know. Someone has to know. Someone must have figured it out. But like I said, I'm sure every, everything that they serve is going to be low, not low cal necessarily, but like equivalent to, you know, sweet green or something like that. It's not going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I was out of town and then I came back and I wasn't really feeling well. And, you know, it's my very cute little niece um, is basically a walking Petri dish. So I think because my immune system is uh, very sensitive from not being in contact with people for a year. I think I immediately just got a cold from her. Yeah. I mean, when I was nannying, I used to get sick like every day, like seriously, probably like every six weeks I would have something. It's crazy. Um, I guess. Yeah. If you're, you know, the parents to a kid, you get used to it, but you were a nanny. You were doing it all the time. I mean, I was with the same kid every single day, like, for like, you know, four or five hours a day and then however many on weekends. So like, I definitely was around the same kid. And like, I feel like, I don't think your immune immune system can like be so strong that like, you just don't get sick being like around a sick kid for, yeah. for you know, I mean, sometimes, but. Yeah, not. maybe a little bit, but I mean, they're picking up all types of viruses from the playground or whatever. And yeah, yeah my- they get sick all the time nephew and niece go to um like daycare preschool uh a few times a week so who knows but uh yeah so i didn't really feel like driving to 
Santa Monica, which even, you know, without traffic for us is like 45 minutes each way, but we will do it this week. Yeah. Maybe I'll go like this weekend or something. Yeah. Um, but at least one person has gone because I checked on Yelp to see like what the reviews were like so far. Uh-huh. And there's only one one review on Yelp so far. Well, you know what? It's quality, not quantity. Exactly. Um, it's five stars. Great. By someone named Sasha B, who mm-hmm. only has 10 reviews up. So that seems like a lot. I feel like most of these Yelp people have like hundreds of reviews. I, I'm always a little hesitant to believe i always think sometimes the people with lower review counts are like plants from the company oh interesting to start off a page so because it would be weird if like goop kitchen started a yelp page and there were no reviews but i don't know i mean i would think that the yelpers would desperately want to review it it's very you know it's goop so it's like easy to write about everyone has a lot of opinions you'd think and if it's bad opinions you know you might want to share them i just don't think that they've been doing a lot of like they've been talking about it you know on their own social media but i feel like if you're not already you know super involved in the goop world you would even really know that this was going on yeah and to be honest i think i just assumed that this was in the brentwood country mart but i don't think it is no it's on it's on santa monica boulevard i think it's i mean it's sort of close it's like just uh it's in Santa Monica, but like just west of the um, the uh, four hundred five. Huh. So it's it's pretty close. It's I think it's pretty close to Brentwood, honestly. Okay, well, honestly, I'm dreading this, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll we'll it'll it'll be worth it. I think I still have faith that this food is gonna be really good. I think it'll be good too. I just like I don't want to drive there and like eat this food. I just don't want to like spend like sixteen dollars and do the whole. Yeah, I and like, the... and just the like... amount the amount of time on the road. I know. I just don't want to be in the car for that long. I know exactly where this is. I'm looking at them on Google Maps right now. Yeah. Um. But this lady said, "Well, I guess she ordered delivery, and they got." The Thai salad, the mushroom bowl, potato soup, and chocolate chip cookies. Her favorite thing by far was the mushroom bowl. Um, They originally wanted to order lunch, but the website said they could not accept new orders because they were full, so they ordered ahead for dinner instead. Hopefully, this system improves over time. Interesting. That is interesting, because if I drive all the way out there, I guess just like order it, make sure your order's in before you even leave. Yeah, I feel like that you'd have to, especially if they're saying that sometimes they get so backed up, um, you can't order. Because that would truly be a disaster if we drove all the way to Santa Monica and then we couldn't even get it. And then we would just like have to go get like Mexican food or something. And then Yeah, well, there are worse fates. Worse things could happen. Yeah, it looks like it's in an old Ethan Allen interesting well it is like technically a ghost kitchen so i don't i don't know that they've even like spruced it up to you know the i don't even know that the decor will scream goop i think it might just be like an anonymous kitchen that you knock on the door and some overworked cook will just like rush to to hand you a bag of salad a mushroom carnitas Mm -hmm. but 
the Ethan Allen does look relatively goopy. I mean, it's yeah. an Ethan Allen. Sure. Um, well, we'll see. So next week we'll have eaten something yeah. from there and we'll tell you about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have you done anything exciting? I see, I see you're, you're wearing your, your Fitbit. Yeah. So I'm like trying to lose a couple of pounds before the big vaccine reveal of my body to the world. I mean, I don't know what difference it's going to make. Cause honestly, I don't, I mean, I feel like it's going to be so long for me anyway. I am nowhere near getting vaccinated and like your vaccination isn't like fully effective until two weeks after your second vaccine anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's like good and it's like sooner than originally we thought. Cause like at first we thought it was going to be like, not until the fall, we'd all be vaccinated. Yeah. Um, no, they're saying may I'm, I'm still a little like, I'll believe it when I see it, when I actually get that shot in my arm, but um, yeah. I'm glad it, it does seem like most people who are at higher risk or now like people that are in the service industry or um, whatever are, are able to get vaccinated so that's what's most important yeah i feel like everyone i know is vaccinated or at least I, has their first vaccine i do too i think maybe that's just like on social media you see you know people that are getting vaccinated and i i, I do have i definitely have had those feelings of jealousy of like can i should i just like you know lie and like stretch it to there's something to get vaccinated because I, I think it is pretty easy to do that but yeah i don't know i i don't want to i don't know i feel just shitty about doing that oh yeah i mean and i don't feel like I don't know. I don't feel like a rush to get vaccinated. Like, I, I mean, I, I do, I, but I, I feel like it'll happen. Everyone has a turn. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I need to like get mine right now. Like I understand that it's a process and it'll come. And like, I know like what kind of like, I know like wear a mask and wash my hands and like not be around people too much and I'm doing it. So I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And I, I feel, I mean, now I feel relatively comfortable. Like I've now I've traveled a couple of times and I still wouldn't, you know, go to an indoor restaurant or like go to a movie, but pretty much anything else I'm like pretty comfortable doing in a mask. So I'm not, or I wouldn't go to a workout class. That was another oh, one that no, was like yeah. really tempting because there's this like Pilates studio near us that um, just reopened. And I was talking to my friend about it last night and I, she and I both have like packages that we've had for the whole pandemic because we like, I got it right before, like I got it for my 35th birthday and I'm now 36 and I haven't had a chance to use even one. So I was like really excited and I was thinking, okay, but I just can't do it. No. Not yet. Not yet. Soon, soon, soon. It, uh, it'll happen. Yeah, because the thing I really don't want is to be like, well, obviously no one ever wants to get COVID, but it's like, I just don't want to be the person who's like been playing it really safe and like didn't catch COVID through like luck and precaution, like a combination of like luck and following guidelines. And then the like in the month before I get the vaccine, I get it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I don't. I mean, I would just be so mad at myself. So. Totally. I'm trying not to get too excited, even though everybody, it feels like the positivity rate in LA is like really, really low right now. And the vaccines are working and a lot of people are vaccinated. Yeah. 
I understand. Uh, Cause that would, yeah. After, you know, spending a year, like taking all the precautions and all that stuff. And then yeah. to just, but it's human nature to just jump the gun. I know like I, yeah, it just been getting really antsy and I know I haven't been quite as careful lately. Going yeah. I haven't been as like, yeah. I mean, I'm I not mean, doing anything crazy, yeah. but I'm just doing, and I'm like doing more in a day. Like totally. there are days where I'm like out running errands, like all day, like drive, like how it was before where like before, during most of COVID I would like do an errand, but I would do like one thing a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say going on an airplane was absolutely thrilling. I can't okay. recommend it enough. Okay. It was so fun. Um, like, yeah, from March 10th, the positivity rate was 2.3% in LA. And that's low. That's really low. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it was at like, what was that? Like 15 or 20% at some point. Something, that was when it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the County of Los Angeles public health from March 10th. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, did you see any good Gwyneth news this week? No, I mean, there was something that I'm going to talk about. I mean, like, you know, not really. I mean, oh, there's a, um, there's like the original film version of the talented Mr. Ripley, which is called something else is on Criterion now. Oh, uh, Purple Noon. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, did you watch it? Um, yeah, because it was on it was on Criterion, I think like last fall. They did the um the gay themed like scary movies. I think it was called like Queer Sighted, you know, oh, yeah, Fight Night or something. That. And yeah. it was on it was on that list. Um and yeah, it's it it definitely if you've seen the you know the the Gwyneth Matt Damon version, this is really an interesting sort of other you know, counterpoint to it where, um, it's Ellen Delon is the, is Ripley. And, uh -huh. um, I think it, I mean, it's French obviously, but other than that, it sort of veers a little closer to the book in the sense that like, um, Dickie and Marge aren't quite as like beautiful as Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's sort of like Ripley is the one who has this sort of supernatural, good looks and charm and it sort of makes it a little more believable that he would be able to to fool everyone because he is so beautiful and charming Interesting. um but yeah marge is not as big of a character in that version like gwyneth definitely is uh the the star of the anthony Minghella. uh and then the, there's a new version of talented mr ripley that's coming out with um the guy who played the hot priest in fleabag yeah, and uh Dakota Fanning was just cast as March. Um, I am watching what's it called? Purple Moon. Purple, Purple Noon. Moon. I'm watching it. I'm in like a little movie club with my friends oh, in cute. Portland. And so we're that was our movie that we were gonna watch uh this month. So I will have seen it and discussed it after. Oh. I think this Saturday. Shit. Nice. Oh no, next Saturday. So I'll watch it at some point in there. 
Last month we watched Death Watch, which has nothing to do with any of it, but was pretty good. What is Death Watch? Death Watch is this 1980 uh, uh, science fiction, I guess, kind of movie. It's really interesting. It's it was uh it's about Harvey Keitel plays this um guy who has a camera in his head who whose job it is is to like follow around this woman who's dying and these evil TV producers are trying to make it a um like a, basically a reality show. Mm. And when she finds out that she has to do it, she gets like furious and goes into hiding. And uh, he befriends her and like helps her like escape from the media, but she's not aware that like he used the camera. Interesting. Sounds it good. was it was great. Um, and so we watched that. And next week or this month, we're watching the talented Mr. Ripley. So, but that's yes. not really Gwyneth exactly it's just kind of related to Gwen. sure sure uh the woman who whose vagina candle exploded this was like a month uh-huh. ago now in england she just wrote um like a piece of you know memoiristic nonfiction for the guardian about her experience seriously yeah like it must have been a slow news week um the title is just says experience colon Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle erupted in my front room. <laughs> Wait, then, how many times can she fucking rehash the stupid made up story? I don't know, fake but news. it's fake news. It's, I mean, I believe, I believe that like something caught on fire, but I also believe that she deeply, deeply exaggerated the story and it is crazy. I mean, it must just, it must just get a lot of clicks. Cause she said, so I, I won't read this whole thing, but if you, I mean, check it out if you want to read it. Um, but she said she, after, like, after it happened, she posted it on social media um, with some hashtags, hashtag narrowly avoided disaster, hashtag scented candle nightmares, hashtag Gwyneth Paltrow almost killed me. Oh, fuck. Oh my God. I can't. And then the son, you know, picked up her story, which was what we had talked about previously and now I guess, cause like if the sun gets her, the, the guardian, which is like the sun's, you know, liberal equivalent wanted to cash in on the story too. So now they had, had her write this whole essay about her experience. I guess it's just like shocking to me because it was sort of a non-story when it happened and that she's still writing the same thing. I feel like sometimes people get into the groove like that where they're just like rehashing the same story and examining it from all angles. And it's always pathetic. I guess. But like if, you know, these newspapers are giving you money to like write about your story, I wouldn't turn it down either. Like what else I mean, is she got I, going on? I assume she pitched them. I mean, I guess I'm wrong. I could be wrong that they were like bang knocking her door down. But oh, maybe. I, maybe. My I assumption know. is she went to them. Well, um, but she did apparently get her because remember goop promised to give her like a gift basket as you know a gesture of apology and she got it she got it she says my goop package of body and skincare products recently arrived thankfully it contained nothing combustible the acrid smell of gwyneth's exploding vagina candle isn't something i'm keen to relive but i'm still laughing about it that's the end of it's like not great 
well, whatever. Queen for a day. Yeah, queen for a day. Jody, um, what's her name? Jody Thompson. I don't know. She I has mean, like a very um what's she has like a like a, a an asymmetrical bob, but like the British version. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Um also, I guess this happened earlier this month, but we didn't discuss it. Brad had a birthday. He turned 50. Is he only 50? I thought he was older than that. Oh, Brad Falchuk. For some reason, I was thinking Brad Pitt. Oh, right. The two loves of Gwyneth. Yeah. Um, Brad Falchuk turned 50. He Something disturbing happened where like the, he has the... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. He has this type of face that older men who are like considered attractive have that looks sort of like leathery and like um as a young girl it really turned me off and I found it extremely disgusting when men look like this and now that I'm in my well I'm not gonna say I'm in my late 30s yet but I I'm on the other half of 35 but I'm (laughs) on the other side of 35 but I I think I'm I'm still in my mid 30s until next year but uh Brad now that has that look and I totally get why it's like attractive but I never saw it as a it's sad because I'm like ah my tastes are maturing and I'm like getting attracted to like old people because I am one so leathery yeah I for some reason it's not like the leathery skin that he's like deeply tanned which I don't know that I love and I don't know his face is just not super attractive to me for some reason whatever that may be i'm just like um, wow he looks great and you know it's just you know 50 is 50 it just it is yeah and he looks good for 50 i'll give him that he looks great for 50 they all look good you know but it's just it's hard to which out of gwyneth's exes would you most like to fuck i i mean wait so who are Wait, let's, who are her exes? Okay, so they're a Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. We got uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. We got Chris Martin. Right. And we got Brad Falchuk. Is there any other? I feel like there's other there big another, ones. I feel like there's another big boyfriend that she had. Is that it? That's all I can think of. I don't, yeah, I think that's all I can think of. But I'm um, sure we're missing a few. Uh. Did she ever, ever go out with Matt Damon? No, but I think they were, you know, like friends, obviously, through working together and then through Ben. Oh, right. She went out with Ben Affleck. Yeah. We already talked about that. Uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mine definitely would be Ben Affleck. Are you kidding me? He's, I think he's extremely hot. You'd definitely. rather fuck Ben Affleck than Brad Pitt? Absolutely. I'm... I'm just surprised. Then I'm sur- now, especially then. I mean, Brad Pitt obviously is like he's so beautiful. It's like too he's like too beautiful to even like be really that sexy. I don't know. But he's not like a wayfish man. He's not like beautiful. He's not like Timothy Chalamet. He's like no. He's like a you know. Oh yeah, no, totally. I I don't. I mean, I, obviously he's like extremely good looking. It's just he's not. Uh, he doesn't do it for me in that same way that um, Affleck. I, honestly, either of the Affleck brothers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I mean, he, well, Brad Pitt is definitely the oldest of her exes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck is only, is a young 48. 
Is he? he yeah. I was going to say he looks older. Chris Martin is 43. Chris this might be a little bit old because this also says that Brad Falchuk is 49 and we know mm. he just turned 50. Chris and Martin is cute too, I have to say. See, I feel like Chris Martin and Ben Affleck, I'm like, okay, you have a type. To me, Brad Pitt is kind of like the out. And what about Brad? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm glad that they're happy together, but to me, Falchuk is like a distant last place. I also think Gwyneth went out with Brad Pitt during like his lowest style point. Like he had the worst hair that he ever had. Cause they had like, they famously had the same haircut when they dated of, of just like they the nineties middle part. Bob. They had the same haircut, but then I'm just looking at these pictures. And also he, he then went into like his also disgusting, um, Oh, I just had the work kind of like the Roman haircut, like the little, like just like short, tight little yeah. kind of bangs thing going on. And that wasn't that wasn't good. I actually feel like Brad Pitt has gotten better with age. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think like he see, yeah, that's the thing. Like, even when he was, you know, an ingenue and like completely beautiful of that era, I would much prefer a Keanu or even like a Leo than Brad Pitt. I would prefer, I might, I mean, Keanu was my first love. Keanu Um, is, there's no one that was more attractive than Keanu Reeves in like 1990 or whatever. It's just I wrote him, I wrote him fan letters with my friend Rochelle when we were like, in like, when we were really young. Yeah. In like third grade. And that's the only person I've ever done that to. And I was like, (laughs) we were obsessed with speed. We watched it like every weekend. And we were in love with Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. Um, Did yeah? Gwyneth never went out with Keanu, and Gwyneth never went out with Johnny Depp. I feel like those Keanu. are the two that you'd think that Gwyneth would have had a fling with. Yeah, those were the two like '90s guys to beat. I also, um, uh, is Tom Cruise in this? Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, I feel like, is a like a little generation above them. But Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are like the two are like in the same generation. I guess, but I always think of Tom Cruise as like 80s and Brad Pitt as 90s. That's true. I guess I just just because of interview with a vampire. Yeah. But I think even then, I mean Tom Cruise is yeah, he's probably only like five years older than Brad Pitt, but I think he had he was like a star for a good I don't know, six or seven years before Brad Pitt came on the scene. Way before Brad Pitt. When Brad Pitt was still playing like a carpenter on like oh no that was george clooney oh yeah 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 that george um, clooney's another one who i just like don't understand the hullabaloo about yeah i feel like he's all um attitude Ugh. and i saw i've because i am stupidly trying to watch every oscar nominated movie again this year yeah. and so i sat through that horrible the midnight sky on netflix with george clooney yeah i don't know what that it's is. one of the worst it's like a it's like the most boring sci-fi movie I've ever watched in my life. It's true. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's painful to go. Get through. And they're but all he, pretty boring. I think. Oh my, I, well, I, I liked the Brad Pitt one that came out last year at Astra. I thought that was pretty good, mm-hmm. but this one is, um, I mean, he's just like a big beard. He looks like, um, do you know that Twitter person, Brooklyn dad defiant? Oh my God. It looks it like him. Look similar. Oh God. Brooklyn dad defiant. I wish I wasn't thinking about him now. Yeah. George Sorry. Clooney had a better had a good run though. George Clooney was hot in like um the late 90s. Yeah. 
but I, for me, he's in the same category as Brad Pitt is like, I understand aesthetically that you are hot and yet you just have never done it for me. That's fair. Um, but we've already discussed my uh, preference for like skeezy, dirty guys. Yeah. I mean, I get Brad, I get the um, Ben Affleck thing. Cause like, he definitely just seems like he just seems like he drinks like a Red Bull and smokes a cigarette for yeah, breakfast. And there's something exactly. hot about that kind of. I like mean, that. my number one when I was a teenager was uh, Brendan Sexton the third. Yeah, mine too. Absolutely. Like, and yeah. honest, and sadly, um, uh, like Brad Renfro as well. Like any. Yeah, me guys. too. The bad boys. Yeah, bad boys. Yeah, no, I love them too as a young teen. Mm. Um. What else? Oh, Gwyneth did like a, she did like an interview for Harper's Bazaar about injectables and because you know she's the face of that like clean injectable called Xeomin. Yeah. Um, so she revealed to the world that she went overboard with Botox in the past. She said she had a midlife crisis when she turned 40 and got too much Botox. But really? I don't I don't remember I don't remember ever seeing pictures of Gwyneth where I was like, oh you have too much Botox. No, me neither. I mean I do remember her looking, I mean I don't know. I mean, I remember her looking really, really good around the time she turned 40. So maybe I'm just like problematic in like my views. Yeah, but I think she's also exaggerating. Like she probably saw, you know, she noticed that her forehead wasn't moving or whatever. And she felt like she got so much Botox, but compared with, you know, like a Nicole Kidman or a Meg Ryan or something, I don't think she was ever in, in that league. Yeah, she never had like a disaster where like she shouldn't have been in public. No. Um but now I I mean I don't know if this is like good publicity for Xiamen or bad publicity for Xiamen, but I'm loving these like the new pictures of Gwyneth that she is like a little more sun-kissed and like she definitely has some, you know, fine lines in her face and I think it She's looks looking great. a little more natural. Yeah, I think it looks great, but I don't know that that's the best thing to look when you're, you know, trying to to hawk an injectable. Maybe, or maybe just like no one's really getting them as much. Well, I don't think that's true. I know. Yeah, I think rich people are definitely still getting them. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed, and this is like meant as a compliment, like I feel like she is looking more and more like her mother. Definitely. Like in a good way, because they're both, you know, beautiful. Yeah. But no. Like I can see the looking... resemblance. Yeah. And I could see her when she's Blythe's age, like letting, you know, just aging gracefully and naturally and i think that will that will be beautiful that will be beautiful and isn't it isn't it great to get old and do it naturally oh natural i know when you have genes like that it's like not super brave to like age gracefully and naturally because you're still gonna look better than a hundred percent of other people i know i'm already starting to get jowls (laughs) which like the one my grandmother had and now i'm starting to get them maybe that will be like a new sex symbol like like how, you know, in the eighties, it was the boobs and in the nineties, it was the abs and then it was the ass. And now in this next generation, it'll be the jowls. Yeah. I'll like smush my jowls up. So it will make cleavage and everyone yeah. will be like, who is that? Actually, I'm just going to get them Botox the fuck off my face, which I know they can do. So to an extent. Uh, good for you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm loving my, um, my retin-A that I got from the doctor. Oh yeah. Is does it work better than regular retinol in your opinion? I do think, I think I need to actually be a little more liberal with the application because the, the doctor, the, the dermatologist 
was like, no, don't put that much on every night. Do like a dime size. And I think I even did way less than that because apparently I'm already up for like um, a refill and I've barely even touched the tube. So I'm like, oh, I need to actually slather it on more. That's but great. It still is. I mean, I'm not really noticing a different a difference like wrinkle wise, but I have noticed that my skin isn't like so oily in the morning. So I do think it's helping with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Were you using retinol before this? I was using, I mean, just like, you know, Olay, like over the counter retinol, but it probably like doesn't have very much retinol in it. It was just, you know, the drugstore stuff. Yeah. Cause I, um, after we split that Costco thing of retinol, I didn't yeah. like buy any more. So I'd been out of that for a while. Yeah. Um, I think the CeraVe one is actually supposed to be pretty good. People have tried to get me on CeraVe for years now, and I have a disappointing time. I think CeraVe is just not good for whatever my, the pH balance of my skin is. Yeah, that's definitely. exacerbates the oiliness. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I've definitely used that rock one. And then I was using the really expensive Sunday Riley one that was Ooh. like really pretty like blue oil. And I finally, I'm pretty much done with that. And I'm not going to go back to Sephora and shell out another hundred bucks for a bottle of this shit. So I think I'm going to try the CeraVe, um, retinol and see if it works for me. Yeah. Or, I mean, go to your dermatologist. I think if you have any sort of like spot on your face, they can probably write you a prescription. Yeah, I guess I'll just do that too. I don't know why I've never gotten one. I don't know. But anyway, so this is a plan that I have. Great. Uh, anything else? Shall we move on to the old newsletters? Let's do it. All right. What was your best of the week? My best was the Q&A with Chef Kim Floresca of Goop Kitchen. Moi OC. It was um, just a nice little straightforward interview. They ask her questions like, what's your, you know, favorite? What was your, what are you most proud of on the menu? And what's your comfort food? it really made me want to try the teriyaki bowl because she's talked about how much um, work they had to put into getting the sauce right without using sugar. And yeah. I mean, I really appreciate that. And I want to honor their dedication by eating it. Absolutely. It really, uh, yeah, it made me even more excited about trying the food. And uh, I really, yeah, I think they made a good hire. Like this resume speaks for itself. This woman um, has worked. Overqualified, I think. Yeah, yeah, over definitely overqualified. Yeah. She's worked at El Bulli, at Per Se, at Meadowood. Mm -hmm. Like it's like literally the best restaurants in the world. And yeah. I mean, I hope they're paying. I imagine they're paying her well. So it's, and it, it's, it's probably honestly like, I'm sure it's, you know, a lot of hard work, but compared to like being a chef of a like real restaurant, it's probably better hours if, you know, She's I'm not, sure she's not there like all night. Yeah. Although I will say in a related um, note, I, the chicken teriyaki of course is appealing after hearing about how much work went into it. But I was, I also like recommitted to my plan to get the chicken salad because Gwyneth posted a picture of it on her main Instagram. Oh this yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that someone brought it to her and you got to see what it actually looks like in like all of its little boxes. Ooh, that's exciting. 
Very exciting. Um, so yeah, this lady, her name is Kim Floresca. I don't even know if we said that. Uh, and she, I guess, recently moved back to California. She was, she owned a restaurant in North Carolina with her husband and she, um, she's of, uh, Guatemalan extraction. So I hope, I hope Goop lets her like do some Guatemalan uh, recipes at some point. That would be pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, she talks about her, her favorite sauce with rice called finadine, which is from Guatemala. Um, and it made me want to look up a recipe and try to make it. Is this the sauce that was like soy sauce and chili and lemon? Yeah, exactly. Lemon, soy, chopped green onion, and a little bit of bird's eye chili. Oh yeah. She said she loves, uh, green onion is her favorite food. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good and easy and healthy sauce to just kind of put on stuff. Yeah. I made some rice last night. Like I have my, my fancy Indian basmati rice and then I made a little, um, salsa verde with just like cilantro and garlic and olive oil and lemon. It was really good. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, but the five, the five things that chef, uh, what's her name? Kim, chef Kim has in her fridge at all times are pickles, Dijon mustard, homemade oat milk, date and nut truffles to curb her sweet tooth and leftover rice. Pretty goopy. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially the homemade oat milk. Um, she puts like, yeah, she makes it, she puts cacao in it. That sounds really good. Makes it like chocolate and puts it in her coffee in the morning. I need to try that. I think um, it has to be pretty. You just like literally soak oats in water and then like blend them up. It can't be that hard. I feel like if I made oat, oat milk, the process would reveal itself to be so disgusting. I would never eat it, drink it again. I just need to like buy it. Cause like eating it, making it, I don't want to think about how it's like mushy oats that are like blended so smooth. It's, yeah. it's better just to drink it. Cause it tastes really good. I just don't want to think about it. No, I get it. I get it. Um, she also recommends the green pan set which i have wow have you have you um had any progress in getting a replacement uh, no i'm just like depressed and it just depressed me and i just stopped trying and said well fuck it but i'm I'm gonna write to goop actually and just say can you please help me yeah i think i'll do it i hope hopefully what was your worst Okay, my worst was the aura ring thing. This is my worst too. I've talked about it on here before. Why are we doing we are so similar, Brian? I think there were there honestly, we are similar, but also honestly, there weren't that many articles this week. So I feel like all of ours are gonna be like exactly the same. I was also like too triggered to read like half of them and skip most of them. And then just like these are the ones I could like yeah. bear to open. Um, so the time Gwen has sold me on the aura ring. And so it's written by this woman, Kiki Korashets. I believe that's, I'd say her name right. And she's talking about the aura ring and explaining what the aura ring does, which I, at first I was like, this is creepy. This is weird. But as we discussed, I'm finally wearing my fucking Fitbit, which I'm like ideologically opposed to, but I do want to track my, how many calories I'm burning a day. So I'm fucking wearing it for now. I may stop. But anyway, I like the Fitbit because it it doesn't put on any airs. It's like the fitness tracker of the proletariat. 
it's so is not it's it's, it's not is, stylish at all it looks like shit the um, fact that it's ugly but it does its job make it like um like it doesn't make it virtuous it's it just sense. it's not supposed to be ugly it's just like it just is it is truly the ugliest piece of thing you, you think you could put on your body it, it does look very like common um <laughs> but anyway the aura ring is a fucking Fitbit. I mean, like everything that it does that they're talking about how incredible it is. It's a Fitbit. That's the thing. It's like this lady. So yeah, Kiki Korshets, she's the wellness director uh, for Goop. And I guess she like started the Goop book club. But I love like the the conversation that she supposedly had with Gwyneth via Slack, which like I'm trying to do, you know, an article on the aura ring. Like, is anyone at the office... Uh, like use it and Gwyneth responds and she's like, I love it. And then that made Kiki be like, Oh, I'm going to actually like try it myself. I'm not going to, you know, interview someone else about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, she goes through all of the things that it does. And it's literally exactly like, it's like, it tracks your sleep. It tracks your activity. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I guess they have these like sort of more complicated algorithms that balance, you know, like, heart rate recovery and it's all, all this stuff but it, it it is it's the exact same as a fit but it's it's no better it's just like two hundred dollars more yeah it's well it's yeah it's like it's not any more expensive than an apple watch though and i guess it's more glamorous because it's a ring i don't think it's glamorous i think it's i don't think it's like attractive i guess it's more discreet which I would yeah. like, because I think that the, I do think that these like hideous, like Fitbits and, and Apple watches are just like garish and like really unappealing. And I mean, I would never wear this watch anywhere. They're so ugly. I mean, it's the equivalent of like when people used to have like cell phone clips on their belts. It's dorky. It's, it's just it's super dorky. dorky. Um, and I, I don't think that the aura ring is necessarily less dorky, but it's just, um, people might not notice that you're wearing it exactly. because it's just a ring. And everyone notices a Fitbit. Everyone notices an Apple watch. Everyone clocks your Fitbit yeah. and it's like, what Judges are they you. Oh yeah. I, I do think the amount of copy they are giving these aura rings in the last few months this is another sign of they ordered way too many of them this is going to be this is the new Donabi, the new foam roller we're not going to stop hearing about this aura ring for fucking decades now but now i'm thinking maybe i should get an aura ring because <laughs> i find the fitbit so humiliating but i won't because i you know what i really i'm not going to be wearing the fitbit for too long i don't need these companies tracking everything tracking my heart rate and knowing everything it's so stupid I do think, I mean, wearing a Fitbit is completely humiliating. I do feel like you get used to it in the sense of you forget that you're wearing it yeah. and, and just, you have to sort of like black it out. But the, <laughs> other, the other thing you can do is just put it in your pocket and no one will see it and it'll still like track. But it won't track your heart rate. Like That's I wear true. it to it track, track how many calories it's burning, yeah. not the steps. Oh uh, yeah. I guess if, yeah, your heart rate, you didn't wear it. Maybe you yeah. should get an aura ring. Maybe I should. No one will know what it is. I don't think. Yeah. It's just like something about the ring. It freaks me out. It's like when like little girls get engaged to their dad, like in the <laughs> world, you know what I mean? They're yeah, like, it's yeah. my promise ring for my dad. It's like something about, it just reminds me of that. They have like a Christian version of the aura ring that tracks your virginity. Yeah, exactly. It feels very like 
I've made an oath to somebody like who are like a ring just symbolizes like an oath or a promise. So mm-hmm. wearing a ring like that just freaks me out. You're yeah. You're, uh, you're marrying the cloud. Exactly. You're marrying big surveillance. Yes. Which is, you know, I might as well at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I guess my thing, it's just like, I'm worried that we're just going to never stop hearing about this shit. Yeah, we probably won't. Well, we will eventually, like eventually we stopped hearing about the Donabi because it's something practical, but we don't know when it's going to happen. What was your craziest or your saddest? So my craziest, I actually didn't have one that was like insane or like so fucked up or so whatever. I just chose this not actually very crazy uh, little article that they had. Um, It was actually, I think, like the entire email called Lust Now Wander Later, where it just has like uh, Marrakesh and... Mm. uh, Amalfi Coast and Sydney and you just like go through and buy shit that reminds you that they think might remind you of going to these places yeah it's like last week they did Paris and Scotland and Tulum right and that was when I think I I think I did end up watching the oh when I texted you because I did end up watching that Macbeth that they recommended because I was oh yeah there was the one with uh, Michael Fassbender and Marianne Cotillard um yeah, they cut out the witches. They cut out the witches? Yeah. That's fucked up. It was weird. Anyway. Um, I can't wait. There's They're doing a new one. Joel Cohen is directing a Macbeth with oh, uh, yeah. Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. That That's seems gonna really good. That's going to be good. Anyway, so again, is this crazy? No. Would I be crazy if I, like, would someone be crazy if they just like went through and purchased all these things and like pretended that they were in these places? Yes. It's more just gimmicky and not necessarily bad. I actually kind of think that these are fun little stories, but um, just because I didn't think that there was anything that was like actually crazy, this you could, I guess, imagine some crazy person buying every single thing and being like, I'm in Sydney, Australia. I honestly wouldn't even judge them if they did that at this point. I'm like, good, good for you. Sure. But it might be kind of crazy and kind of sad. Yeah. Or those those judgment words. Uh, well, I mean, that's all we do on this podcast is judge. So I don't fault you for that, but, and I, I mean, yeah, people, I think a lot of like mental illness advocates say you shouldn't use the word crazy. I know pejoratively, that which I that. guess we probably shouldn't even have that as our category no, name anymore. Like our whole podcast is like based on saying that something is yeah. crazy, but some of this stuff is just weird. Yeah. I think yeah, um, we're talking about goop here. So yeah. Also the I have- mental illness is implied. Exactly. I have one of the things in the um, in the Sydney one. Oh, what do you have? Brag. It's uh, oh no, it's not. It's the Amalfi Coast one. Uh, it's a it's a citrus juicer. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that yeah. sounds nice. That sounds lovely. I mean, it's like for lemons and limes. It's really good. It's better than my old one. But you probably have something like it. What it's is like- what is the Amalfi Coast? Is that that's like the uh, that's the oh, part of Italy one. that's not the Riviera? It's like the other side of Italy. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Italian geography. I'm too stupid, but yeah, no, I don't either. I just, I'm like, I don't, it always sounds so glamorous, but I'm almost positive. I've never been there. I know for a fact that I've never been there. It over delivers on La Dolce Vita in the best way possible. 
The citrus juicer? No, that's what Goop said about a Malfi. Oh, in general? Sure. Great. Great, great, great. Good for them. Yeah. What's um, worth? Well, I'm, I guess this is probably one of the articles that triggered you so you didn't read it. Hmm. But it's one of the craziest things I've read in Goop in a long time. And that's saying something. Okay. This is an article called, What Can We Learn from Spontaneous Remissions? Yes. I was like, I'm not reading this. <laughs> probably smart. It, uh, I, I thought, oh, it can't be that bad. It can't be that crazy. And yet. How could it not be that bad? It is. It is just as bad as you imagine it to be. Okay. Um, I'm like, you're sober. I can't believe you read that. <laughs> well, I I sort of, I don't know that I would have, it was almost like funny to me because it was so crazy. Yeah. And I was like, um, th- so they have a whole new cat. You know how Goop does, they did, you know, uh, speculative but promising. And then now it's called hypothesis and emerging research or whatever. They had yeah. ancient modality. There's a whole new one that they invented for this. Okay. Um, that is called oh fuck it's the the um the symbol is a cloud and Mm -hmm. i am oh it's called fascinating phenomena so that just that could mean anything yeah because they they did have a category called for your enjoyment yeah i remember that that was I don't what think, like, like psychics. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think this is about on par scientifically with that, but they literally can't write an article about cancer and say for your enjoyment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they had to invent a new category and instead of a star, it's a cloud. Um, okay. So this is yeah. a doctor. He is an MD. Uh, can you guess what branch of medicine he got his degree in? He's an MD. Yeah. It's not oncology. I'll tell you that. Be a cardiologist? Oh, even worse. What? Psychiatry. Oh no, that is worse. Yeah. So he's a psychiatrist who wrote a book called Cured: The Life-Changing Science of Spontaneous Healing. He should have his medical degree revoked. Yeah. I mean, these people are such fucking con artists. I just hate them so much. Okay, go on. So this is a Q&A with, his name is Jeffrey Rediger, MD. Um, and he talks about spontaneous remission of cancer, which I guess just means if your doctor tells you you're terminal and you only have so many months to live and then without any sort of treatment, your body, your their, your cancer just disappears. I mean, I do believe that cancer can go into remission, like, sort of like without much explanation, like it can happen, obviously, like, you need to, you know, obviously, there are treatments for cancer that are more effective than just hoping it will go away. But I mean, it has happened, I I think. Oh, yeah, no, I I mean, I, like, cancer is so common, that you know, there's millions of people that got, get diagnosed with cancer every year. There's going to be stories of cancer going away that isn't, you know, connected to chemo or radiation or whatever. Like it definitely happens. Yeah. But- and it's, it's so misunderstood and like, so, um, complicated and like cancer is like actually like several different diseases that impact different parts of the body, like completely differently. That just all gets called cancer. It's why it's so hard to treat because it's just very, very complicated. Yeah. 
And I mean, I don't know about this book in general, because I have not read it, but at least in this article, he only has one anecdote, one person that he talks about that had a spontaneous remission and he keeps going back to her. So this woman is named Claire and she had uh, pancreatic cancer and she was told she had months to live. Oh my God, that's so um, scary. Yeah, and she was she was offered uh, like a very invasive sur- surgery that um, I guess would have maybe, you know, prolonged her life for a few months, but it would have been very painful and it would have, you know, taken out organs and shortened her intestines, very intense surgery. So she decided that she wasn't going to have the surgery and she was just going to, um, spend her remaining months, you know, living life to its fullest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, this was in 2008. Um, and then she says she began to make changes to her diet and other aspects of her life. She forgave people whom she'd held grudges against. She worked on tidying up her life and trying to finish well, but time began to go by. And in 2013, she had a CT of the abdomen uh, for unrelated reasons, and the cancer was gone. This was astonishing to her. So I'm not doubting her story at all. Like, I think that this type of thing can happen. It's like miraculous and rare. But but to write a book basically based on this one woman's very abnormal experience, and then talk about, I don't know, he talks about, it's the same shit that Gundry talks about eating, like changing your diet, you know, eating whole foods, not having sugar. He makes that claim. That's like, I guess there's some study that says like, if you put cancer cells in like a sugar solution, they are like attracted to it or something. So that makes people think that like, if you you know, if you starve your body of sugar, you're starving the cancer. Right. He talks about that. Um, It's a lot about this sort of, you know, forgiving people who have wronged you. um, Which is so stupid. I mean, come on, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like that does, if forgiving people cured cancer, then nobody would have cancer. Yeah. Like, Um, it's so stupid. It's not like these goddamn fucking things that basically say that like all disease is like a manifestation of your own personal shortcomings are just so vile these people are just disgusting i mean you're someone who is struggling with cancer has been diagnosed they're so vulnerable they're so scared um doctors for the most part like don't know is you know a lot you there's you know all these different treatments Um, It's very confusing because you go to see lots of different doctors who might say different things and you're just panicked. And, and then this guy comes in and is trying to sell you a book to make some money. Uh, And like, you know, he doesn't ever straight out say, Oh, you shouldn't do, you know, chemo and radiation because I guess he doesn't want to get sued, but it's all sort of implying that it just, it's like implying that somehow it's your own fault that you get cancer is like the most sort of insidious thing about this, that like you didn't have the right diet or you didn't have the right outlook. Like you held grudges against people. You were too stressed in your life and that caused cancer. And these are things that have no real scientific basis in reality. And like stress does, I think have harmful effects on your body probably, but it's like, it's, I don't know. It just, it's framing it as, uh, as somehow within 
your control and that you sort of made the wrong choices in life that led to your cancer, which really pisses me off. It really pisses me off too. And it's so stupid. And it's also just like, you don't need when during this like confusing and stressful, painful time, the worst thing that happens to everybody who gets a cancer diagnosis or like the people in their lives is people will come up to you and start telling you Mm -hmm. about their crazy bullshit that they think works. And it's like, the fact that anyone thinks like I read a book, so I know more than an oncologist or like I read this book or I heard this thing online and I have the audacity to like suggest that you follow my bullshit even though I know that that means that you're you or like this person in your life that you love could die because I just think I'm smarter. It's just like, it's the, that's what I hate about it the most where it's like, it gets people to like think that they understand shit that they don't. Yeah. It's like not even the people who have cancer who might come across this stuff. It's like all the people who are just going to be more annoying and like damaging in this already fucking horrific time in someone's mm. life, you know? Ugh, yeah. It's, uh, it. it's tough. Um, I, and I, and it's like, try, you know, as many different things as you can, as you feel comfortable with. Sure. Like it probably doesn't harm you to, you know, have a better diet or whatever, like meditate or I don't know, but, um, I mean, it'll probably make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, you know, and so the 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 last question that this guy's asked is asked by Goop is a very sort of clear question. They ask, "What percentage of cancer cases end up with unexpected spontaneous remission?" (laughs) Um, and he gets a little defensive. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, maybe just a little. He says, "Um, well, the statistics that are in the literature are wrong. They're just made up." What's what? repeated what's repeated in articles over and over again is something like one spontaneous remission in a hundred thousand cases of cancer. Ugh, cancer is very heterogeneous. A remarkable percentage of breast cancers just come and go. And there are different kinds of breast cancer. Some come and go, some don't, some are fatal. We view disease as a very static, as very static, and it's not. What's clear is that spontaneous remission occurs more frequently than we've been taught. End of answer. But he only has one example in his book. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he might have more, but at least there's only one example in this article. I'm so mad. And so, I mean, that answer was so, and I don't like to use this adjective too often, but this answer was very Trumpian. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he voted for Trump. Anyone who writes a book like this is like a Trump person for sure. Yeah, well, some or possibly Marion Williams. Yeah, I know that's. <laughs> I'm like, I hate all these people, and yet, I mean, Marion's different, guys. She's different. She's she different. never said any of this. No, I she mean, never... she might tell you this to give you hope, right? But it's different. But she's she, not going to advocate for it. She implies, even though she doesn't really write about doing, you know, chemo, she implies that you should be doing it too. So you got to read between the lines with Marianne. You have to read between the lines with Marianne. I mean, you can't expect her to just come out and say it, say it. She's no. no. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, okay. If, if you have a loved one that's has, was diagnosed with cancer, don't buy them this book. Don't buy it and don't read it. And don't, don't, yeah, just unless, don't read it. Unless you're like going crazy and like to help yourself like fall asleep at night, you have to be like 
don't forget there's also always spontaneous remission like if that like thought helps you like fall asleep whatever but like that's the extent of it and like i i mean i don't know if if i was diagnosed with cancer i probably would try all this shit so like i'm no but i think i would still know in the back of my mind that it would be like probably a placebo effect i have no idea if i was diagnosed with cancer i don't think i would well when someone in my life was diagnosed with cancer surprisingly to me the number one thing well we weren't supposed to have fast food obviously Mm. but not because of the nutrition because of like the possibility of coming of getting food poisoning oh yeah and then for the same reason we also weren't supposed to have like fresh fruit and vegetables we were supposed to have like frozen or something like that because like she said like that's like leafy greens and stuff like that she's like there's two you can't get any infection you can't have any food poisoning so like don't eat oh, that's that interesting and that's like obviously what these people recommend and like for most yeah. people that's like the healthiest thing to eat and i'm obviously not giving medical advice but i'm just saying what i was told when like i was dealing with this in my life yeah. so like even the i mean like the nutrition advice is gonna like vary from like person to person and from like it's not necessarily going to be conventional what wisdom about like what's healthy and what's not because there are like different concerns if mm-hmm. you depending on what kind of medication you have like the state of your immune system and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah you're it's like your immune system is the most important thing to protect at this time so yeah well when you're on chemo because your yeah. immune system gets so weakened aye, aye, aye. yeah I mean, and just the fact that this book is called Cured is like so gross. Like, fuck you, you asshole. Because also, like, I don't even think remission is considered cured because it's like still there. It's just no, like, yeah, yeah. You all you, for the rest of your life, you have to you, you have to monitor you, you, it. This cancer cells are still in there at some like yeah. to some extent. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, Goop. You know, you're skating Come the line on, here. Goop, stop being so fucking annoying, and you can't whatever. Uh, all right. What would you try? Okay. So I would try, I'm trying to find this article because I was like so distracted and pissed, but there was like a, a like day in the life, I guess like morning routine type article with Alicia Keys doula. Oh yeah. I read that. (laughs) And like, I feel like Alicia Keys doula, like, you know, just from like that one description, you're like, Oh, like how did it take this long for Alicia Keys doula to be in goop? That seems like the number one call. It's like the first call in the morning is like, see if we can get uh, Alicia Keys doula. But like, you know, that that person has great skin, you know, that they have like really good, like, morning routine evening routine etc like you know they probably eat really really well so here we go okay so her name is latham thomas and she wrote she has this like so this is this new thing where it's like hello my age is whatever and i feel like that's like kind of their morning routine so she's 40 and she's got her great skin and pelvic floor secrets, which I I previously revised my opinion on pelvic floor. I understand why the pelvic floor is important. I care about my pelvic floor now. Good. Alicia Keys Dula will be proud of you. Yes. She says to exfoliate steam and moisturize. And she also says something else that 
she recommends that I've been very skeptical of. And I want to like reevaluate my opinion where she says, and she says, extras like eye cream and face mist make a real difference. Obviously, here's an example of them trying to sell their own goop brand eye cream. I get it. But someone somewhere said to me that eye cream is a grift and that like it's you don't need a different type of cream for your eyes. And it made sense. And I was like, yeah, like I am wasting money on this. This is stupid. What? Like, how does I mean, eye cream is obviously like thicker than regular face cream. Is it just is it just supposed to be more concentrated? Like, what is what is think, the difference? Well, I don't know. They all make different claims like it reduces puffiness or wrinkles or this or that. I think it might be more sensitive. My eyes are really sensitive. So like what I put near them is like always an issue in my life. Yeah. Um, but I've been noticing and I've been extremely distressed at the bags under my eyes. They, I'm, I feel like I look way, way, way older than I did going into COVID. Mm. And I'm super stressed about bags under my eyes. And as I've said several times, my eyelids, my, uh, my, like under my eyebrows are increasingly droopy. The whole thing is causes a lot of distress. And basically I want to start using eye cream and for why not? I'll use a face mist as well, which is refreshing and delightful. I mean, if you're going to use any eye cream, you should use the eye cream recommended by Alicia Keys Dula. Well, it's, I'm not going to, because it's the goop one and it's $55, no. but I'll try a, an eye cream. I have the Kiehl's one, which is not bad. I don't know if it works, but it's pretty soothing. Yeah. I'm also going to try to do all like drugstore this round of like stuff mm -hmm. that I buy. Because I feel like there's like really good drugstore products that I'm leaving untapped. And like yeah. sometimes I just like buy the more expensive things. So I'm like, oh, this is fancy. But I'm like, this was just a more expensive version of something I could have gotten cheaper. Because if you ever go on any of those like, I don't know, like allure tests or like the cut or whatever, they always have like, here are the drugstore brands that are good. And they're always like, you know, 20 bucks or less. Yeah, and I also like love to go on like TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so stupid. And there's always like a dermatologist like watching like people's like. Um... Sorry, there's always like a dermatologist watching people's like skincare routines and evaluating it, and they'll be like, "What a dermatologist buys at Target," and then like they go and they'll be like, "Get this," and so I just yeah. want to get that stuff. Yeah, and dermatologists never seem to recommend the like clean, expensive beauty products at all. It's like the same way how doctors like never tell you to like do a detox. They're yeah. always like drink a cup of non-fat milk and then like eat like four ounces of lean chicken breast and a yogurt or whatever. Yeah. And then the dermatologists are like use they tell you to use retinol, but they don't tell you to use like the most expensive one. No, it's all like CeraVe, Cetaphil, um, yeah, whatever, Jergens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so this is my new thing that I'm gonna try right now. Nice. This drugstore this eye go. cream. Yeah. Uh oh here's what I would try. Okay, so there was an article called Grow Your Own with an easy kitchen garden. And I've, I feel like I've tried to grow herbs and stuff in 
like on my kitchen windowsill and they never really work, but they're, they have this, um, microgreen kit, which sounds intriguing. And I went through, a, I went through a phase where I would get these microgreens from the farmer's market and they still, I guess they still, the, the people are still there every Sunday, but I just haven't been to the farmer's market in so long. Cause it's such an ordeal now. Cause you have to like wait in line. Cause they only let so many people in and it just like takes up your whole morning. Yeah. But I miss my microgreens and I'm curious to see if, first of all, I'm not sure that enough will grow. Cause it's like, you need a lot of microgreens for like one salad. I mean, you can buy microgreens in other places that are farmer's market. Uh, what, like Whole Foods or something? You can buy them at Ralph's. Can you? Yeah. Hmm. They come in a little, like, clamshell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just feel like those are, maybe I'm... Inferior microgreens. Yeah, it just seems like it doesn't have all the the the, the micronutrients that you want in your microgreens, but maybe they do. I don't know. I just, Why? Because they're not they're from, from the Ralph's. Farm. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sure that's not true. Uh, but this, it seems cool. It's like a little tray gives you your seeds. I might want to try it. It's $39, which sounds like a lot, but. Well, if it's the gift that keeps on giving, but I just never keep that stuff alive. I know. I tried to grow like, you know how people say you put like toothpicks in an avocado pit and it'll grow a tree or something what i mean what are you gonna do grow an avocado tree in your it didn't work and i don't even i mean i know i did that when i was like a little kid and i grew a sprout yeah and then i forgot about it my parents threw it in the trash i mean that's has anyone ever grown a full avocado tree from doing that I seriously doubt. I mean, how is an avocado tree going to grow? Where is it? I mean, I just, it doesn't make any sense. I guess you like plant it in the ground after. Maybe if you plant it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a science experiment for children. And honestly, whenever anyone's given me avocados from their tree, they've been disgusting. They're like underripe. They're like these little hard green. They're green always. You have to do, I think avocados have to be grown in like a factory farm with lots of pesticides and shit. I don't think, I think it's like a very temperamental plant. You can't just They're grow avocados on a tree. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Same. I mean, citrus, you have a little bit of a better track record. I feel like people's lemons and stuff from their trees, but not My avocados. My parents have a lemon tree and I really like the fresh lemons, but they are very ugly lemons. They're mm-hmm. like, they don't look like a pretty like almond shaped no yeah, yeah they're like a big like bulbous like grotesque thing but that i to me that's better that's like more intriguing exactly yeah my neighbor has a lemon tree which i will occasionally pick one off of without asking permission well i think that's okay i can't hurt you although there are places where you could get shot for that that's true <laughs> but probably not at water No, no, no. I think, I mean, there's too many lemons for one family on that tree. So, yeah. All right. What would you buy? The buy was just the eye cream as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Double dipping there, but I, that's what I have. So that's what I did. Um, I was sort of intrigued by this new skin line from this beauty boutique called Folane. Have you heard, had you heard of this before? No, I don't know. It's apparently some fancy beauty boutique. I assume maybe in New York. I don't know, but um, they are now manufacturing their own 
beauty line, skin line, and uh, the the uh, gimmick or the 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 hook is that they are clean but affordable. So it seems, I mean, who knows? But it seems pretty good. They have all of these products that are like around thirty dollars. Um, they have a whole. Let's see. Uh, a whole line trying to, oh, here it is. Um, so they have, I guess their bestseller is a moisturizer for $32. They have a hydrating cleanser, a detox mask, um, a hydrating mask, a brightening serum, and a clarifying spot gel. And this is like probably a third or a quarter of the price of the goop products. So it's sounded. Oh, wow. That's I cool. Mean, Maybe I'll get that instead of my um, drugstore thing. No, I'm still going to get the drugstore. Drugs, thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this is probably a little bit more expensive than drugstore brands, but, but yeah, they, it's not too bad. yeah, it's rated. It's all rated clean by the um, environmental work group, environmental working group or whatever that everyone's obsessed over. You got to get those endocrine disruptors out of your brain. I know that I, I really, I'm going to try again this summer and I try every year and I can never do it, but to, to switch to mineral sunscreen. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely using probably bad sunscreen. I don't know. I just went through another bottle of, uh, what's it called? The blue one. Copper tone. <laughs> Yeah, I have some of that. I just love the way that stuff smells. I know. I go through so much of it. It's probably completely disrupting my endocrine system. I know. <laughs> like I know. If if it if it does that, I'm fucked because I just slather it all over myself every day. I know. Well, I feel is do men have to I don't think men have to worry about Not it. Not as well, who knows? I mean, uh, I guess I could be wrong, but yeah, I I assume. I mean, I guess men have to worry. There's hormone stuff going on, but yeah, I'm sure it's not as as fraught as the female body. It's a it's a wild ride in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. I cool. think we're done. But thank you for listening, listeners. As always, uh, yeah, go to patreon.com slash goop yourself sign up for some extra content go on apple Podcasts. give us a five-star rating or a review if you want to hear our review of goop kitchen yeah. or... are we going to do that as patreon or are we going to do that on the main feed goop kitchen oh i thought we were going to do that as patreon yeah i think let's do it as patreon and then we'll do like a little a, gl- a glimpse on the main feed but if you yeah, really if you want to know the deet the deets you if you want to know if I end up getting the chicken salad or not, which I've been yeah. teasing for weeks now, <laughs> you're going to have to, you know, join the Patreon to find out. That's the breaks. Them's the breaks. <laughs> but even if you're not, we still love you and thank Absolutely. you so much for listening and follow us on Instagram at Goop Yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goop Yourself. And uh, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review if you want. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.